0: especially gimel until especially vov. The focus of this Perek is mainly the last seven fasts, which the community would fast when it hasn't yet rained, and the procedure which would take place was was that they would take out the Oran into the town square with the sefer Torah. They would place ashes on the arnachodesh as well as on the heads of everybody. And then they would daven the regular Shmoneh Esrei, and when it comes to the Chazan, who would repeat Shmoneh Esrei, he would add in six brachas in between the bracha of Gail Yisrael and the bracha of Rafa'inu, he would add in six brachas, and this is the focus of this mission of Elohain The following of those six added brachas. Firstly, Zichreinus. The brach of Zichreinus, which is said on Rosh Hashanah during Musaf, and it includes many Psukim about Hashem remembering us, and Hashem remembering everything, every deed and every need. That is the opening bracha on a fast day as well, in order to plead to Hashem to remember us the shofaris, and also the bracha of shofaris, which is also said during Mus'af of Shemones, of Shemonesa and Rosh Hashanah, and since the shofar is blown on the fast day, the truth is actually blown in between each of these added brachas. And so we say the shofaris bracha, which also brings lots of pasukim about the shofar, in order to sort of plead towards Hashem, that he hear the cry of the shofar, the blowing of the shofar, and answer us. Thirdly, he would say the Tehillim, which begins, El Hashem batarossali karasi ve'anini, to Hashem, in my distress, I called out and He answered me. Fourthly, el Harem, the Perkh of Tehillim, which begins with el Horem, I lift my eyes up towards the mountains. Hashem, the fifth bracha is the Tehillim, which begins by saying that from the depths I have called out to you, Hashem. And finally, the sixth one is the Tehillim, which begins Tefillah Le'onikiyatov, a a prayer of a poor man when he faints. So all of these brochas are really to Davant Hashem to answer our Tefillahs. Now, a Mehuda says, Le'e is the Chodes for (laughs) a there's no need to say the two first brachas of Zichronus and Shefarais. Those are only said on Rosh Hashanah, they are specially made for Rosh Hashanah Musaf, and not for fast days. Rather, Elohim etach rather he would say, instead of them, parts of Tanakh which are more related to famine. So firstly, the tefillah which Shloyma HaMelech recited when he built the first Bes HaMikdash, so the Pesukim relate to a relatively long tefillah of Shloyma HaMelech, where he davened that in the future, when the Jewish people have a very difficult situation, so they'll come to the Beit Mikdosh and they will daven to Hashem, and He davened that whenever in the future Klali are in a distressing situation, for example, Rov Kiyab Oretz, if there'll be a famine in the land, Dever Ki'eb Oretz, if there'll be a plague in the land, when they cry out to You, Hashem, please answer them. And the second bracha, which they would do instead of Shoforos, would be the part of Tanakh in Yirmiyahu, which describes the words of Hashem to Yirmiyahu regarding the droughts. There was a drought in the time and they davened to Hashem, so these are the Pesukim, which we would say as the second added bracha. All right, and they would say the endings of the bracha, of all of the brachas, and the Mishnah does not bring the entire endings of each of the brachas, but after all of the pasukim which they would recite, they would say a few lines of a tefillah, of a prayer to Hashem, and then after that, they would say what the following Mishnah will tell us. There was a similar ending for each bracha, and so that is the focus of the next Mishnah. But even before what the next Mishnah will tell us, there were added parts, added to tefillahs as well, which the Mishnah does not actually bring. Mishra Dhaled now, as well as the six extra brachas having special endings, the bracha of Re'eva Yenu of Ge'el Yisrael also has a small addition to it at the end, and then the six additional brachas begin. But so the Mishra says Al-Harishayna on the first bracha, and this is referring to the bracha of of Yisrael, before the six brachas, it's known as the first bracha because it's the first bracha which we change. So who on the first bracha, he says he being the chazan in the repetition of the Shmoneh Esrei, Misha Avram the the one who answered Avram Avinu on Har when he went up to perform the Akidas Yitzchak on his son. Avram Davan that the merit of Akeidas Yitzchak be remembered forever, and Hashem should save his descendants because of that merit. Hu Yana Eschen, that one, Hashem, should answer you. He should hear the voice of your crying on this day. Israel, Blessed are you, Hashem, the one who redeems and saves the Jewish people. On the second bracha, he says, and this is referring to the first of the extra brachas, the one who answered our ancestors by the Yamsuf before the sea split, he should answer you, and he should listen to the voice of your crying. on this day? Who remembers everything which has forgotten. And this is a very fitting ending for the first added bracha, which was the bracha of Zichreinus, about Hashem remembering everything. And that's why we're talking about the ancestors who left Mitzrayim, because Hashem remembered them as it were, and that's why he took them out and redeemed them. On the third bracha he says, The one who answered Yeshua in Gilgal, which is where the Jewish people were camped before they conquered the city of Eurychay. This was a miraculous event where they circled the city for seven days through the shofar, and the walls of Eurychay on the seventh day fell down. And this was done together with the shofar, and that's why on this second added Racha. Which is Sheifarais, at least according to the first opinion of the previous Mishnah. So that's why we talk about this in this bracha. So, Huyana Eschem, he should answer you, Ishmael Khaltsa Kaschem, and you should hear the voice of your crying on this day. Baruch HaTa Hashem, Shemet Ruah, blessed are you Hashem, the one who hears the blowing of the shofar. Again, a very fitting ending for the bracha of Shofaros. Other reviews on the fourth bracha, he says, one who heard Shmuel in Mitzpah when the enemy, the Palishtim, were attacking. So Shmuel Davant HaShem and there was a miraculous Salvation and the Jews won the battle. So Huyana Eschim Vishma Kalta Kassim Hayimazer, he should answer you and listen to the voice of your crying Haimaze on this day, Borhatashem Shmeat Saaka, Bestal Yu Hashem, the one who hears the crying out. Allah on the fifth Bracha he says, mi She Ona Ezel Yobah the one who answered El Yohanovi on Hara Carmel when all of the prophets of the Baal, which is a particular idolatry which many of them worshipped all of them gathered onto this mountain and they built a Mizbeach for bringing a carbon and Eliyahu also built a Mizbeach and there was a miraculous event in which Eliyahu Hanavi showed that Hashem was the real God because no fire came down to burn the carbon of the prophets of the Baal but then a fire miraculously came down and Eliyahu Hanavi's carbon was burnt and everybody saw clearly that Hashem was the real God. And so we invoke that merit and the fact that Hashem answered it. And of we say, He should answer you and listen to the voice of your crying on this day. The one who hears and listens to our prayers. On the 6th bracha he says, The one who answered Yoyna in the stomach of the fish. When Yeinah was thrown overboard after trying to flee from fulfilling Hashem's command to tell Nineveh to do teshuva So the fish swallowed him, and Yonah cried out to Hashem, and the fish spat him out onto the shore. So huyana eschem, he Hashem should answer you. Ishmael B'Kalca HaKatschem And you should listen to the voice of your crying on this day, Baruch Hashem, blessed You HaShem HaIne Beis Tzara, who answers people in the time of their trouble. On the seventh bracha, he says, The one who answered David and Shlom HaMelech. Who was David's son in Jerusalem when they built the Beis Hamikdash? And the pesukim relate the prayer of Shema HaMelech when it was built and how they davened that if there would be a famine in the future, that Hashem should save the Jewish people. So Huyana Yana Esre Mishmarav He should answer you and listen to the voice of your crying on this day. Hashem, Hashem, Who has mercy on the land, on the people of the land. And after that, they would go back to the regular Shema Esre and continue from the bracha of Rufaenu. Mishnahe, although when we say Hashem's name, we pronounce it Adoi and then Noi, we don't pronounce it as it is written. In the Bez HaMikdosh, when they mention Hashem's name, they would pronounce it as it is written. A Yud and then a He and then a Vov and then a He. Now because of that, when it came to people answering Omein after a bracha, since this holy name of Hashem was mentioned, instead of just saying Omein, they would say Baruch Hashem K'vod Malchuseh Vo'ed. Blessed is the name of the glory of his kingdom forever and ever. Now, the Mishnah relates that there was a story in the days of Rabbi Chalaphtar and Rabbi Chalaphtar, who had the following custom on fast days. The last seven fast days out of the thirteen which the community needs to fast. Sha'u'bah echel vnea the one particular person who was the chazan, he dove in front of the orin HaKodesh, the gomez habracha kula, and he finished the entire bracha of Gael Yisrael, which is the first bracha which they start changing and adding in bits to the end of the bracha, the leyon of Main, and the people did not answer the answer after the bracha, omein, rather they answered with boroshim krim al they wanted to mirror how things were done in the Beis HaMikdash. One explanation for why is given by the Teferis Yisrael, who explains that when one fasts, it's considered as if he is sort of offering his own flesh, his own body. He's hungering his own body. And the Gemara says that that's considered as if one brings a korban in the Beis HaMikdash. And so because of that, the procedure which is done on a fast day, Yubi Chalaftam and Yuchanin felt that it should mirror in some way the procedure which was done in the Bees Mikdush. And because of that, when it came to blowing the shofar, tikwa khanim ka'u, Somebody would announce, khanim, blow the shofar, blow a takia. And the fact that it says, takia twice, implies that they would blow takia turu a takia, which is the standard set of three blasts of the shofar. And although really anybody could blow the shofar, they preferred that Khanin would do it again in order to make it more similar to what was done in the Beis Hamikdash. However, before blowing the shofar, so after the Chazan had finished the bracha, he would then go back and say the ending of the bracha again. He would say, "Mishon ones Avram Avinu the one who answered Avram Avinu on when he went to perform He should answer you and listen to the voice of your crying on this day. So that sentence he would repeat again. Of course, he wouldn't say Baruchat Hashem again, but this sentence he would repeat after the bracha, and then they would blow the shofar. At least that's the way that certain mafreshim explain. There's a number of different explanations of what exactly took place, but the reason why they did this is because since the answer of Baruch Shem Kevachus Elohim Va'ed is much longer, it seems in a way like its own bracha in itself, not just an answer to the bracha or Tah name but it's as if it's a whole nother bracha in itself, or at least it appears to be so. And because of that, if they were to blow the shofar after everybody had said borach shame, then it would imply that the shofar is being blown in response to this bracha of borach shame. But of course it's not. Of course it's accompanying the added brachas themselves. And so in order to show that, they would repeat the end part of the bracha to show that the shofar is not being blown for the sentence of Baruch Hashem, but rather for the actual bracha which they had said. And they would do this for all of the brachas. So for the next bracha, there would be a slight difference. Instead of blowing takia teruah takia, they would blow teruah tekiah teruah. Tekiah is a long single blow whereas teruah is lots of shorter blows. So for the second bracha, hariu Aaron, hariu, blow a teruah, the sons of Aaron, blow a teruah. So the fact that it says teruah twice implies that it was teruah kiya teruah. And again, before actually blowing it, so they would make the announcement to blow it after the bracha was made, after they had finished the second bracha. Then the chasm would go back and say, mish'on esav al yamsaf The one who answered our ancestors by the Yamsuf should answer you today and listen to the voice of your crying, and again, only then would the Karnim actually blow the shofar. So this was the custom in the locations of B'chalafta and when Yechanan meant However, when the matter came in front of the Chachomim, and they heard about this custom, Omru they said that this procedure should not be followed, because we were only accustomed to doing this by the eastern gate of the Beis HaMikdash, and on Harabayas, the mountain on which the Beis HaMikdash stood. The reason being, as we explained, that only when Hashem's name is pronounced in its proper form, which was only done in the Beit HaMikdash, only then would the response be Bor Shem. And that's really talking more about Hashem's name. The glory of Hashem's name and his kingship. But since on a fast day, outside of the Beit HaMikdash, they do not mention Hashem's explicit name, so they shouldn't say Bor Shem, they should just say Amen. And if they just say Amen, then there's no need to repeat the last sentence again, because it would be clear that the shofar is being blown for the actual bracha itself. Vob, when it comes to the Qur'anim serving in the Beis HaMikdash, all Qur'anim are split into 24 groups known as Mishmaris. There are 24 Mishmaris Kahuna, and each Mishmar would serve in the Beis HaMikdash for one week at a time. So on average, each Mishmar would serve for two weeks in total each year, and within each Mishmar, according to most rishonim, each Mishmar was split into six groups, each group being known as a Beis Av, and each Beis Av would serve for one day of the week. Just that base av. So Sunday would be one base av. Monday would be another base av. And on Shabbos, all of those groups, the entire mishmar together, would serve in the base Mikdosh on that seventh day. This is the opinion of most of The folks of our Mishnah is when it comes to a fast day. Do those kanim who are serving in the base hamikdash need to be part of the fast? So there are two opinions. According to the first opinion, the first three fasts on the community, so those are the most lenient, the people who are part of that mishmar, but not actually serving in the base on that day, so they need to fast, but they don't need to complete the fast. So they would part, they would fast half the day, at some point in the afternoon they would stop the fast. The reason being that although they were not serving in the Beis HaMikdash themselves, if there was a need for more karnim, let's say there were lots more korbanis being brought, so other khanim from the Mishmar would be called upon to serve in the Beis HaMikdash. So since that was a chance they would be needed, they do not fast the entire day, whereas the people who are part of the beis Av who are actually serving that day, they would not fast at all. They they need to be able to perform the besamit service properly, and since anyway the first set of fasts are relatively lenient, the anshavis would not fast at all. Shalish Shaniyais, the second set of three fasts. So as we saw in the previous paragraph, these are slightly more strict. They already start from the night before. It's forbidden to work, etc. So, Mishmar and the people who are part of the Mishmar but not serving that day, they fast and complete the fast. Chances are they won't be needed. Whereas Anche av, the people who are part of the Beisav who are serving that day, so they are definitely needed, Mis Mashlimin, they fast but do not complete the fast, and The last seven fasts, which we have seen are much more strict, both the people part of the Mishmar and even the people who are part of that base of who are serving that day they are all required to fast and to complete the entire fast. The Rabbi Yeshua, that is the opinion of Rabbi Yeshua, and their opinion is that you basically take it all down one level. So in each case they're lenient one level more. So sorry, on the first set of three fasts, None of the entire Anche Mishmar would fast at all. Shole is the second set of three fasts, Anche Mishmar, is The people who are part of the Mishmar would fast but not complete the fast. The Anche Av and the people in the base Av serving that day, Lohem is an they would still not fast at all. But Shavach is on the last seven fasts, Anche Mishmar, is an The people who are part of the Mishmar but not part of the base of that day, they need to fast the entire fast, but Anche Bess Av. The people who are part of the base of serving that day, Miss Mashlimen, they need to fast but not complete the fast. There is never a case, according to the Chachomim, where the base av who is serving that day will need to fast the entire day. They need the strength.